Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 335 for the week of February 7, 2015. I'm your host, Chris Rivetier. Here with his lovely wife, Anna Marie Rivetier. You're biased. I am. His lovely black cat, Simon, sitting on the router. Meow. His wonderful friend, Alice, from England. Alice Wilkinson. Hello. Is. What? Hello. What? Hello. What? Lou. All right. Lou. Lou? What's Lou? Who's Lou? That's the Said hello. Oh, okay. Not here with us right now is my cat, Sophie. Who is still deciding whether she likes tuna and egg or not. I'm going to go with no. <laughs> I think she just doesn't understand. Simon, <laughs> stop giving me a death stare. What are you doing? Okay. So my cat's staring at me. It's very creepy. Uh, we're here to give you the latest in the RPG news. And the RPG related news and RPG spinoffs and you know, all that sort of RPG gamer type stuff. The official podcast for RPGamer.com, one of many actually. Uh, we've also got RPG backtrack, dialogue trees, and what else do we have now? Anything else? Active time banter. Active time banter. Thank you, ATB. Such a good title. Uh, oh, there's Sophie. Hi, Sophie. Uh, should we start? Murph at you. Yeah, she did just Murph at me. Okay. So I'm going to start with what we've been playing this week, and I'm going to go first because it's very easy. I've been leveling characters in Disgaea 3 so I can finish the post story, and I have not finished the post story. Um, mostly because most partway through leveling everybody, I found out that the post story levels with you, so I have to level people evenly, and that I had not been doing. So <laughs> I've got a week to finish that up before Monster Hunter 4 comes out. And Anna is looming over me. She wa- she wants the Vita. Why don't you go play in the Vita TV? Um, I never think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Next time you, you need the Vita, you go play in the TV. The Disguise 3 won't work on it, but your game probably will. All right. <laughs> Rorona? I don't know. I'm not sure if it will. We can try it. We will. All right. Uh, what have you been playing this week, Anna? Um, more Farmville. Oh. Get over it. She bought she bought ten dollars of keys. Actually I bought twenty dollars of Whatever. Keys it's terrible. And I realized Stop spending that money on that it. there's a better hashtag instead of Farmgate. Oh. Hashtag Barngate. Barngate? Yeah. Barngate. Uh, <laughs> okay. Stablegate. Yeah. No. All right. Anyways. Um No. Everybody send his support emails into me to help <laughs> me get my wife off of the wasting money on Farmville keys i also went back to tomodachi life oh did you know yes and people got married and had kids and the kids now stay and there was like a big brouhaha because all of my lufia characters fell in love with one girl Uh oh and so we had one of those ridiculous (gasps) scenes where everybody pops out of everywhere and is like i love you (laughs) yes that's great those those scenes are the best i know (laughs) Wait, <laughs> I, I'm still kind of tempted to get um, Tomodachi Life for David. It's fun. So yeah, I, I, I just I've been spending a lot of time this week playing games that have no clear end, and it's interesting because normally I try to avoid those kind of games because I almost feel like I'm wasting time when I'm playing them if I could be otherwise playing something that does have an end. So. Oh, and I also played Skylanders on the iPad. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing this week. Okay, good for you. You should feel... Wait, what What are your plans? No, we'll get to that later. 
Are you going to play Rorona or Majora's Mask more? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Alice, what have you been playing? I have also been playing games with no end. Like Elite Dangerous? Like Eve. Mm-hmm. And Eve. And Final Fantasy. How many Fantasy. missiles did you deliver? Uh, my missile deliveries have been slacking a little bit, but I've been working on the other things that we deliver. Oh, what else do you deliver? Drone parties. Oh! Is okay. there dancing? So, for the oh. uninformed, would you please explain what a drone party is? Well, some parts, some ships in EVE, instead of having guns, they use automated drones to attack. And I've been working on those skills this week. Drone party. And making a lot of use of ships that use drones. They're very difficult instead to control. Of, There's like, a lot of clicking and targeting. Yeah, them. they're a lot harder to use, but uh, in a way, they're kind of like... I, 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 well, I suppose you can call them fire and forget, but if you forget them, then that's a lot of money down the drain. Yeah, you don't want to forget your drones, especially if yeah. they're getting da- hit, fired upon. You got to pull them back. It's so much well, until, micromanagement. Until I got Tech Two small drones, um, I've actually splashed out on faction oh. drones to plug oh. um, the the Tech One Tech Two gap, and those aren't the kind of things you want to leave behind because no. they're really expensive. I haven't had any of them shot down yet, though. It's not like Tech 2 drones are cheap, either. They're cheaper than... Well, I think these days they are cheaper than faction ones. All right. Um, Federation Navy Hobgoblins are actually more expensive than Hobgoblin 2s, but they require less skills to use. But now that I've got skills... I can only use uh, Tech 2 small drones. I can't use Tech 2 mediums or Tech 2 large or sentry drones. I can't even use sentry. I can't use sentries at all. I can use sentry drones. Really? Yes. No, that would have helped. That would have helped last week when we uh, we actually did some structure killing in wormhole space. Oh. And the only thing that can really hit um, postex through uh, their shields is sentry drones due to range. I don't know. I just find that they sit there and people target them down. Well, there was nobody defending it. We were oh, shooting okay. an undefended structure. Ah, all right then. Their loss, you know, they had every opportunity to show up. Did they get messages that their stuff's being fired on? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, Any structure that is owned and deployed in space, if you shoot it, the owner does receive, uh, like, a sort of notification warning saying what it was shot with and where and when. Um, So, yeah, the owners had every opportunity to show up. Particularly since you can access Wait. Eve mail out of game. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. I'm like, if you say it contacts them, how does it do that? Uh, yeah, they implemented a um, when they put the, the f- almost like Facebook like restructure of the profile website a while ago. Uh, they made it so you could access your in-game email out of game. But you're an Eve Online player. You should always be in game. It's your <laughs> life. Don't you uh, know that's that? what people. That's what people use Jabber for now. Oh, okay. Although we don't, so that's what the Nullsec alliances use for, like, call to arms and stuff like that. Jabber, really? Uh, yeah, Jabber. I don't want to use any other IM protocol. Oh, right, because they don't. No, I don't even know. Okay, hmm? whatever. Custom chat servers, custom IM servers. Why not? Well, I think it's because um, some of it is. I know some services can be tied in um, to um, Eve. Uh, publishes a, an API out 
you can create uh, like an accessible API for your characters, which means a lot of NullSec alliances, you tie services like out-of-game services and forum logins and things like that to character APIs for security purposes. Oh, okay. Not quite as much as, um, say, what a couple of alliances. I remember, um, I think it was Pandemic Legion, uh, which actually have like uh, anti-spy code inserted into their forum PHP. Um, so what they've got is um, uh, their f- uh, an older version of their forums. I don't know if their current ones do. Uh, it was revealed by someone that uh, for each user logged in, it generates a an invisible uh, watermark image. So that if someone took screenshots of the um, the forum for spying purposes, they'd be able to track down which user was responsible for taking the screenshots based on the invisible watermark inserted into the images, which is generated on a per-user basis. Which they get by having their own spies in the other group, right? <laughs> to, find, to see those screenshots? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that matter. <laughs> I must admit, I'm not like like huge on the meta myself. I I only have one account. I only really use one character. Um, but there are some people who um, who really sort of really go for that stuff. <laughs> I've pretty much covered it. I I think the only thing in Final Fantasy XIV that I did was try out World of Darkness, the last raid dungeon they put in, hmm. which was. Um, <laughs> We didn't finish it. Bless you, David. Anna says, "Bless you, David." <laughs> um, and uh, in Elite Dangerous, I have finally discovered a decent way of making money. What's that? Shooting people. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> well, shooting, <laughs> shooting, shooting wanted NPCs mostly. Bounty hunting, basically. It's actually, once once you once I replaced my fixed mount weapons with. Uh, gimbal tracking weapons. Uh, it got a lot easier to do bounty hunting, so I'm working my way up to a Viper at the moment, but I don't know where to buy one. Like, I don't know which space stations sell them, so I'm trying to find them. That's about it. So, wow, I think that's what everybody's been playing. It's short this week. Did you know no, you I can didn't get have... Anna? Did you know you can get connectimals on iPad? What? No. What? What? Everyone's interested now, huh? <laughs> right. No, I just remember my my housemate buying it, and I always wondered why. Because he wanted to pet a tiger that wasn't real. Right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, I guess uh, we should just uh, move on. And I'm keep looking to see if other people are online now, so we can feedback time. Well, yeah, I guess you want to be all technical, Anna. Mm-hmm. All right. First feedbacks from Seraphim Kitten says, "I have a question for Chris and anyone else who played through Banner Saga. How was it? I was surprised to see it do so well in RP Gamer's Best of post, but I'm on the fence. I love tactics games, but I see things like twenty-two dollars for six hours of gameplay and warning alarms go off in my head. Is it worth playing? Is it worth playing if I can find a friend with a copy so I don't have to pay for it? Unlike other people who used to depend on other sites like Joystick for news, you're my one video game source. So give it your best. 
Um, Seraphim Kitten, as other people in the thread replied to you, yes, it's worth it. And it probably is more like 10 to 12 hours of gameplay. And aren't you paying $22 for both this episode and the next episode? Because I think uh, you get the future episodes. So it's not just the one six-hour or ten-hour game that you're getting. So, yay? You should be good to go. Uh, yeah, totally totally worth it. But I've come to understand the value of a short game. So that also uh, plays into it, doesn't it? Next letter is from Silktail. says, oh, that's right. Chris brought... Bought Panzer Dragoon Saga with the intention of playing through it and selling it on to recuperate the original costs. Did you ever manage to do that, or was it one of the games that was stolen? Um, I'm happy to report that Panzer Dragoon Saga was not stolen, Silktail. Yeah, we were really worried when we came home that it would be. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I still haven't finished it. <laughs> I started playing it, finished disc one, and put it aside. That was Extra Life two, three years ago. Um not last year, not this past year, not the year before it, but the year before that. Yeah. And um, it is uh, totally a pile of shame right now. So I've got to finish it and then try and sell it. Yes. Be ashamed of me. Uh, and that's it for feedback this week. Nobody sent any letters. Nobody sent any calls. So I'll just remind you how to send those things. Podcast.rpgamer.com is the email address to send feedback in. 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098. That's the email address and the phone number to use for sending feedback into the show. We'll play your segments right here if you attach an MP3 file to the email, or you can just send the letter and we'll read it off. You can also leave messages at board.rpgamer.com. All right, Anna, what are you playing next week? Let's wrap up the show. No, we should probably talk about news first, huh? No? Not going to indulge me at all, Anna? No. Oh. <laughs> all right. First story in the news section. I need some news theme music, Anna. Oh. Xenoblade 3DS trailer is out. Yeah, they did a bunch of Xenoblade stuff this week. They did. They had like a whole stream and stuff in Japan. So the important stuff for you is to know a few things. First and foremost, there's a trailer you can watch. We've got it on our site. Silicon Arrow has like 55 news stories about it as well if you want to go there. <laughs> we, <laughs> you have uh, a game release date is set for Japan and Europe on April 2nd, 2015. In the U.S., it is, oh, and probably Canada too, April 10th, 2015. Uh, so that's coming up soon. But you will need your new Nintendo 3DS. As the trailer says, only for new Nintendo 3DS. What a stupid name for a system, people. What a stupid, stupid name for a system. Why did they name it that? I don't know. Can anyone justify that to me, calling it the new Nintendo 3DS? <sighs> Call it like 3DSi or something. Just get, give it a, a model number bump or something. Call it the 4DS. I don't know why they didn't just call it the 3DS too. Well, that's just that's a lot of numbers. <laughs> the 3DS two, 3DS T O O, 3DS, 3D E S S. How do we make it more like a me or a we? 3D C. The 3DS U. Ooh. Um. No, no, uh, that was not serious in any way, Chris. Hmm. I don't know. That might have. 
That, that was a bad idea. Yeah. So what you're telling me is it's an add-on to the Wii? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's see. They had lots of Xenoblade footage being shown off at Japan. Uh, the story details, story details, which I'm not going to go into. It. Oh, um, in addition to the Xenoblade, st- Xenoblade Chronicles 3D, they also showed off a bunch of stuff for Xenoblade X, you know, the new Wii U game that's coming. Um, April 29th, 2015 for that game in Japan, by the way. Sometime later in 2015 for the U.S. And let's see what else I got for Xenoblade. Let's Xenoblade segment this up. Uh, No, no. Uh, The whole presentation's available. You can find that online. Um, Actually, with the whole Xenoblade X presentation's linked on our site, I think. Uh, Japan's getting the Xenoblade Chronicles X Wii U bundle that comes with a Wii U, an art book, and a map, and the game. Because, um, you know, that's... Yeah, whatever. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles X has online multiplayer for up to four players. You can pre-download it now, which, what the heck? <laughs> it's a bit early for that, but all right. Um, Ta- probably because you need an external hard drive. Uh, oh, wait, is this the Wii U one? Or yeah, the, the Wii U one. Yeah, it's huge. 22.7 gigs of so space. So you need an external hard drive, which is probably why they're letting people download it now. Because one, it's farkin' huge. They also recommend buying the digital version as it has a seamless world with no loading screens in between areas and streaming the game's data would be smoother off of a hard disk. And, Yeah. Uh, let's see. And I think that's it for, for Xenoblade news. You can get more by well, watching the footages is, is, and uh, the Japanese presentation. And see lots of gameplay and people running around talking to people. Like you do in an RPG. You know. You and, know. You know. All right, what else we got here? We got Victor Vran. What is Victor Vran? See, this is why I need Alex on the podcast. Tell me about Victor Vran. Is he around yet? No. Sometimes he wakes up partway through the show. Nope, still not here. <laughs> uh, Haymont Games. How do you... H-A-E-M-I-M-O-N-T Games. Whatever that is. Oh, it's the Tropical People. You get a Tropical for it. You get a Tropical for it. Uh, <laughs> publisher Eurovideo has announced they will be releasing Action RPG Victor Vran this summer. It's available for PC. It's uh, going to be part of Early Access. And it is a loot-based RPG similar to Diablo and Torchlight. Yay, Anna, we get to play it. We play all the loot-based games, right? No? 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 Well, all right. This this one looks very much stolen out of uh, the Van Helsing style of games. <laughs> so I don't know if it'll be any good. We'll see. Or we'll just play more Diablo 3. Cause or I'm... we'll play Van Helsing 2 because I've been bugging you to do that for a while. Yeah, you have. Or we'll start season two characters in Diablo three. It we don't even know when season two is going to start yet. Oh, it hasn't started yet, has it? No, hmm. there's going to be a, a break between the two. All seasons. right. Well, in the meantime, I can tell you that Type Zero has a new trailer. Dude, we didn't even talk about that in the now playing. Why? We're dum dums. What? We got level seventy season characters. Oh, we did. Oh. Yeah, we played some Diablo 3 and maxed out our seasonal characters to level 70 so we can get some achievements before the season ended. Now the season's over. And we also watched a lot of like TV shows like Agent of Shields and Agent Carter and um, anything else? Oh, yeah, all of Galavant. 
I'm still not sure if I like that. I think you liked it. You just don't want to admit it. Uh, I don't think it's going to come back for another season, so it probably doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) It was a mid-season replacement to something. Once upon a time. Oh, right. Wait, did they cancel that? No, it just took a break. Ah, they ran out of Disney stories to steal. No, just like S.H.I.E.L.D. did a break, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD trailer's out. Um, It's going to be coming out March 17th in North America and March 20th in Europe. I feel like I tell you that every week because it's always in our news stories. In addition, um, there was a story. Let's see if I find it. Uh, The demo for Final Fantasy XV should be out the same day that Type-0 is out. Uh, And I just wanted to get the details here of that for you. Cause let's see, what does that say? Um, where'd it go? I want to make sure that was in the U.S. too, and not just Japan. Well, I guess the game's already out in Japan, huh? It doesn't matter. Yeah, screen it, but the trailer, yeah, they confirmed it same day as the day one edition Final Fantasy Type Zero for those that buy that version of the game. Remember, you have to buy the day one edition if you want to get the Final Fantasy Fifteen demo. AKA Road Trip Light. Um, yeah, all right. There you go. In addition to that, I've got some news for you. Are we going to buy Type Zero? I don't know. Should we? I don't know. I don't know either. If we don't act fast, we won't get the Type one, Zero. Day one, whatever, demo edition. Do we care? Or is this going to be one of those things where it's like there's day one editions available a year into the system launch? <laughs> hmm. All right, well, in the meantime, uh, we've got a bunch of Neptunia media for Hyperdimension Neptunia U and Hyperdevotion Noir. You can go check that out on site. There's trailers and stuff, and I don't know what's going on with that stuff. These, they're both spinoffs. Neptunia U is an action RPG, and Hyperdevotion Noir is a tactile RPG. mentioned them before, so you'll see some more screenshots of that and help me decide if Anna's going to buy them. Actually, Anna's got to decide if she's going to buy them. You going to buy them? I haven't decided yet. Do you remember that RPG that was about um, taking place in various history periods of RPGs? Yeah, like... Radiata Stories? No, Evo Land. Huh? Evo Land. Then no. Where it starts off as like a NES RPG and then proceeds to a 16-bit RPG and then a 32-bit RPG as you play through the game. Okay. Well, it's now on Android and iOS for five bucks. Okay. So there you go. If you were looking to play Evenland, it's out on mobile. Bah, 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 bah. All right, let's do it. A lot of Persona 5 news came out this week. Oh, man, the Persona 5 news. That trailer. Yeah, trailer. so first off, they had a giant trailer. Like, giant, giant, so big, someone's got to be making lunch right now just to think about it. I don't know what's going on in that background there. What is that? pouring cereal <laughs> no it's david bringing spaghetti over spaghetti okay did he not cook it <laughs> it sounded like he was pouring it into a bowl oh he's asking me to select my portion size jesus Whoa. duh half the box the end <laughs> not half a no the typical what? serving is two to four ounces chris 
Half a box. Half Jeez. a box. All right, fine. Quarter box. I'll cut it down. I, 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 uh. <laughs> Can, Persona I, I, 5 trailer like came out. Just go over there and slap him. Please. Okay, hang on. No. Turn on the stream. No, no. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> the stream's on. doing <sighs> I hope that was uh, satisfying for everybody uh, apparently we're dropping t- packets to twitch hold on boo, 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 boo. oh everything's off that should be off so I don't know what's going on Anna stop uh, torrenting uh, I am not torrenting hyper devotion games no all right persona 5 trailers out they uh, had their giant stream couple days ago so we've got the trailer on our site it's long and you can watch it like 80 times and watch the protagonist get hit in the head with a piece of chalk over and over that's my favorite part um in addition there's a cat who turns into like a superhero cat and i don't know what's up with that i'm looking forward to finding out what's up with that there's a lot of questions but it looks like you fight demons in this game rather than shadows and there's like a, your main character is like a Persona thief. Games. It's like your main character is some sort of thief. So and it looks like it takes place like you plan stuff in the bar from Catherine or something like that. Yeah, and we think we saw a sheep. Well, it looked like Vincent showed up for a second. Yeah, Vincent. So I don't was know in what a it was jail that. or something. Or it looked like him. Maybe just reminded us of him. And who knows what's going on? Might be a crossover. Might not be. And then at the end, like you turn into some sort of crazy demon thing. So who knows? Uh, it showed gameplay footage, and it looks like uh, a crazy Persona gameplay, but with a Catherine-style engine. So it looks good. It is the Catherine engine. So, yay! And the menu is like really crazy, over-animated. Oh man, I love the UI. It's so <laughs> just sexy. Like, <laughs> it's just—it's got like way beyond what it needs. <laughs> yes. And with that, uh, they also showed off um, Dancing All Night. It's got a big trailer now as well. Or they showed off the, so- the song of it, like the main theme of it. That was cool. Um, in addition, there's going to be a Persona 5 Blu-ray included with the first print copies of Persona 4 Dancing All Night in Japan. Um, and the, it'll have footage of Persona 5 on that Blu-ray. But we don't know what. Um People in Japan will get to find out on June 25th when Dancing All Night comes out for Vita. And I'm sure there was other things. And then, of course, there was a concert. And then I'm sure one day we'll see that there's like a video of that concert that you can import if you have whatever. So all that will happen. But, uh, yeah, I I expected more info about the Persona stuff, but there wasn't. What do you think, Anna? No, I think we got exactly what I was expecting. Well, it, for going on for so long, I thought there'd be more stuff announced. Nope. Okay. It was mostly hype train. Mostly hype train? Mm. I'm Which glad is... I didn't try and stay up and watch the whole stream or anything. <laughs> no, it was, just, it was pretty much exactly what I was expecting. A lot of hype train. So a lot of the question marks apparently were Persona 4 dancing theme song and stuff like that. 
The I still want the Persona, Persona 4 dancing game. We all do. Oh, Isn't it coming God. here? Uh, yes. Yeah. But much like Persona 5, it's been announced for North America, but like no details beyond that. Yeah, well, we'll find out soon enough. All right. Moving on from Persona. Eiryu Senki is slightly closer to World Conquest. I don't know what this is. It's made by Fruit Bat Factory. It's a tactical RPG called Eiryu Senki. I can't really say that word right. And uh, it's going to be released in summer 2015 for PS3 in North America and Europe. It was originally created by Japanese developer Tenko, where it was released for PS3 in 2013. It's being localized now and by that Fruit Factory folks. And it's got nice looking artwork, and I don't know if it's any good. We'll find out later this summer. So there you go. A-U-E. If you're wondering how it's spelled, E-I-Y-U-U. E-I-Y-U-U. Senki. S-E-N-K-I. So whatever that means. Sunless Sea, a game that's been on early access for a little while, is uh, coming close to release, uh, or... (laughs) So close that it passed yesterday, so it's out on Steam now. You can go uh, check it out for, I guess, 20 bucks or whatever. And it's a uh, game where you see players carving out a legacy through multiple generations of sea captains in its Victorian Gothic steampunk setting with real-time nautical combat. Um, um, I don't know. I'm not sure what that means. I don't even know if it's an RPG, but you float around a map and things happen. I don't, I don't really get this game. I need to like just watch a let's play of it and figure out what's going on. But you have a boat, you run around, you can lose your mind, so it must be Cthulian or something. Eat your crew, it says. Oh, great. Um, and then you die, and then what? You start over? I don't know what's going on. Sunless Sea is weird. All right, but it's out. Sinister Design is putting out a game called Telepath Tactics. And they have a release date tentatively for March 16, 2015. We have a trailer up on the site. You can go check that out. Um, the te- title of the trailer is Telepath Tactics colon Inventory Sorting with an exclamation point. So apparently you will get excited about sorting your inventory. So you can go check that out. And uh, Darkest Dungeon is now out on Steam. If you've been waiting for Darkest Dungeon, that's the game that has it's really... sitting at number one like since it came out. Hold on, is somebody taking a shower? <laughs> Remember, the kitchen is at the other end of my lounge. You have a lounge? Well, Dude, how big is your place? I don't know. He's got a lounge. Do you have a singer in there? you got to have a lounge singer. No? Okay. Lounge, I think British people use the word lounge when they mean living room, Chris. Aren't you a British people? Can't you answer that for sure? Sorry, David David has corrected me. Posh people use the word lounge when they mean <laughs> living room. Couldn't resist sneaking that in, could you? Uh, posh wankers. So now we know Alice is a school. posh person. All right. We know that I'm a posh person, Chris. People keep on bringing up my private school education. All right, you posh person. Darkest Dungeon, it's a dungeon-crawling RPG. I... Uh, would you consider it a roguelike? I don't know, but you. Uh, it is. It's got permadeath in it, so and random generation of of things. So I think it's a roguelike. David's been playing it. It actually looks pretty good. You recruit people in town, then you take them down in the dungeon, and eventually you all go crazy and die. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All I, right. I don't know how much success have you had so far. Like, how many people have died? Probably lost about ten people. Ten people. Ten people. 
Well, he, yeah. he's got to get on that. That's that's pretty low. Yeah. Come on, we can lose a lot more than that. And apparently, he hasn't done the first boss yet. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, it is now. It's on early access. It's got ten classes, three dungeon environments, over 130 items. Woo! I never put out how many items in your game. That just it always makes it look smaller than it is. Um, and uh, let's see. You've got RPG stats and all that stuff. And this is the one that you probably see the artwork a lot with the Plague Doctors in it, which is those guys with the big masks that you hold, like, um, um, scented stuff in the beak so that you can treat patients of the plague while being able to breathe and not feeling like you got a wretch. That's If you're wondering, that's why the long beak masks are there. I had to research that and figure out what was up with the Plague Doctor. Um, Anyway. So you can uh, you can go play D- Darkest Dungeon, and you said how long, Anna? It had been up on the it's, top. It's been like number one on Steam since it came out. That art style is just making it sail, you know. Just whee, people into that. All right, Aldor Aldorlea Games, Aldorlea Alderlea, whatever. A l d o r l e a. I'm the only person, only podcast on the internet that'll spell out everything that he's also saying. You know. Isn't that that's why you come to RP Gamer? They have a game called Dreamscape. It's available for download now on Steam. It was originally released in 2010. Now you can buy it on Steam for 10 bucks. Woo! Yeah, I don't. I don't. Dreamscape sees main character Erin accidentally transported to a magical world where her only chance of escape appears to be in the form of a pair of headphones. Some screenshots can be found. Oh, I shouldn't have read that part. Um, I don't know what's going on, but it looks like it's got a lot of weird. Non sequitur, sequitur. How do you say that word? Non sequitur stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. I'll shut up now. No, wait. I can't shut up. I got more news to tell you about. Uh, Alderley. Now we've got Mordheim. Hey. So I, yeah, I gave you guys the big lowdown on Mordheim a while back, explaining the tabletop version of the game, and now we've got a video game version of the game. Well, they've got an update for it that came out. Um, with a discounted price that expired yesterday before Chris... Ah, shoot. Why do I keep forgetting to buy these things when they're on sale? All right. You expect me to remember? No, not you. I said, why do I forget? I know, but sometimes you're like, can you remind me to buy this before it's off sale? And I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) No. (laughs) This feels like a bad idea. All right, so they've added the Cult of the Possessed, which is one of the warband options for Mordime. And they've got an updated trailer. They're in early access, quote-unquote, phase three. Uh, and you can go check that out. So that's a big update for them. And uh, if you're into Mordime or want to check that out, that's uh, it was on sale. Sorry, I guess it's not on sale now. All right, let's double-check, see if the sale got extended. No, it did not. <laughs> it's back up to normal price. <laughs> or normal, the normal 20% off price. Because I guess they're going to launch it at 40 it's 32 right now. Um, I feel sad. I missed the sale. Oh, well. I'll have to get on, the, on that later. Uh, let's see. Adventure Bar is coming out on 3DS. No? Yes. Why are you sad about this? Because I really wanted to work on this. Why couldn't you work on it? Because uh, Circle Entertainment is localizing it. Oh, what's that have to do with anything? That means it's not Natsume. Oh, okay. You guys were going to try and pick it up? Yeah. Uh, Are you kidding me? As soon as I found out this was coming to the 3DS, I started harassing the crap out of Taka for it. Uh, 
So Circle Entertainment is uh, being is going to release it. It's uh, Adventure Bar Story for 3DS. Um, Adventure Bar Story or Adventure Story, I forget what the actual name of it. It's already on iOS with the mediocre level translation. And um, <laughs> <laughs> Right. So it came out um, as a Japanese mobile game in like 2006. And then 2010, it was updated and expanded and put out on iOS and Android. And then in 2012... Wait, what, what did it come out on first? Japanese mobile. Japanese mobile, okay. So, like, not smartphones in the way that we discuss smartphones. And it's one of those RPGs where you, like, run a... You don't necessarily go out... I don't know how it works. It's Reseteer. Okay. So you, you sell items to people, and then you go out and farm more stuff to sell? Right. Okay. So... Although I don't think you actually specifically control the, the fighters. I think you actually stay in the bar. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It's a... Uh, and yeah, so it was remade. And then in 2012, they made sort of a smaller version for PS Mobile, PSP. And then they completely redid the 2010 version and then are putting it on 3D. And we have a, um import review of the Japanese version of this. Yeah. It's going to be coming to the U.S. sometime probably this year. Um, but the import review actually got a good score from Michael Baker. Yes. So this should be good. I hope. Maybe. Assuming the localization's quality. Yeah. That's what Anna's worried about. Yeah. Circle Entertainment? I'm not sure they're so well known for good localizations. I don't I'm not I don't know them at all, so that's a good question. <laughs> Do you know them? You don't even know them. I'm trying to remember. Um, so mostly they work on like visual novels and stuff. Okay. That's a good sign because you kind of need to use text well in those. Eh. All right. Well, Alphadia Genesis. Uh, you know about this game, Anna? Yes. Yeah. Coming out on Wii U in Europe. Yes. No, it's out. Oh, it's already out. It's out. Is that a Natsume thing? Yeah. All right, so there you go. And uh, what, you were gloating to me the other day. Do you want to gloat on here? No. Okay. <laughs> we won't talk about that then. <laughs> uh, remember, the Wii U version ha- was retranslated by Natsume. The Steam version was retranslated by Marvelous Europe. No. No? It the... was not retranslated at Correct. all. <laughs> it's using the original Chemco text, mm-hmm. which I can tell you, not so great on the phone. <laughs> but I haven't seen the Natsume text. It may be just as bad, Anna. I, I haven't seen it. Mm. It's probably not. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, have you played it on Wii U already? No, I edited it to text. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> then you better did a good job. Dick. <laughs> All right. <But> I, <laughs> I edited the text, Chris. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> They've got some new info coming out for their new patch that includes Triple Triad and stuff. Um. They're going to have new rule sets for Triple Triad. I'm not going to go into all that. You start out with 80 cards available from the start with various ways to obtain them, from winning against NPCs, purchasing with gold saucer coins, or as drops from dungeons and other duties. Uh, duties are like quests in that game. Um, as long as we're not talking about the other kind of duties. I know. Alice, you uh, you you planning out how you're going to get all your Triple Triad cards? Uh, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I'll no. play the game, maybe. Uh, all right, fine. <laughs> just Just... Play until it, until the cards just fall into my lap or something. I don't know. 
They explain a little bit about Chocobo racing as well. By entering a race, your Chocobo will earn XP and gain ranks. As your rank increases, the attributes for it will increase and may learn new abilities. Feeding your Chocobo special food will increase its uh, ability, attributes as well. And after you retire it from racing, it can be bred with other Chocobos, and the offspring may also inherit an ability from their parents, resulting in a superior race Chocobo, which is a really unfortunate way to talk about Chocobo. Chocobo, you don't want to talk about a superior race. You want to talk about a, a, a higher quality racing Chocobo. Don't save the superior race Chocobo, because then we get into like World War II stuff, and that's not good. All right. Yeah. All right. So as far as other mini games at the Gold Saw. <laughs> I'll shut up now. There's other mini games like Monster Toss, The Moogle's Paw, Cuffaker, and Crystal Tower Striker. I don't know what any of those do. You won't get too much of them as far as rewards go, they say, but they're easily repeatable and quite simple to play. What the heck? <laughs> Why would you say, oh, you can play these games we put in there, but you're not going to get much for it? Eh. All right. There's also going to be a Cactuar lottery system called the Cactpot. And uh, you can purchase a jumbo cackpot lottery ticket limited to once a week and a mini cackpot lottery limited to once a day. And rewards for the Golden Saucer stuff include an outfit of Setzer from Final Fantasy VI and um, Adam Lantois and Fenrir mounts, as well as... Um, okay, this other thing I'm about to say is a reward for hitting the 720 days of subscription mark. And that's cumulative, so you can go away and come back and keep that counter going. But once you get that 720 days subscribed, uh, you will get uh, a reward, which is the cloud outfit from Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. So, there you go. And, oh, purchasing the days ahead of time also count towards the veteran rewards. So that means if you purchase, if you pre-purchase game time, it will, um, you can get the reward earlier. That's, uh, that's yeah, I... I, I... Works for me because I always renew my subscription on a six monthly basis. So there you go. <laughs> so nice. Uh, so that's the Final Fantasy update for you for this week. Um, less, um, less happy news as far as MMOs go. Sony Online Entertainment was sold off. They're not going to be owned by Sony anymore. Um, no, they went independent. Sony has sold their online games division, is what I see. Okay. To an investment firm named Columbus Nova. I I think that that's a good spin. I don't think SOE was happy being with Sony for a long time. Okay. Well, the developer has been renamed from Sony Online Entertainment to Daybreak Game Company. So I think it's safe to tell this story. Yeah. Because it's been a long time. Go for it. So to give you guys an idea Secrets. of how much SOE lo- loved Sony, SOE was told to develop the next... Um, It was like an action RPG. It used the EverQuest engine. There were oh Champions of Nora. N- maybe there were two on Dangos? PS2. Untold Heroes. Yeah, there were two on PS2, and then they were making the third one for Untold Legends. Yeah, they were making the third one for the PS3. Okay, and it was the year that they had announced the PS3 console, and they were requiring um, the the game. To have wait maybe it was two games on the PSP and it came to PS3 I don't remember, um, but they were requiring them to have six axis support, and they wanted them to have it ready for E3. 
They gave him a six-axis controller at E3. And that was the first time they'd ever laid their hands on one. Okay. So they didn't have six-axis support. Sony was very angry at them. Why? Because they didn't get it done, Chris. But they didn't have a controller. Correct. So somebody messed up at the top levels of communicating to Sony. So they asked. They asked again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they asked the wrong person, obviously. (laughs) They should have been asking the person who was asking them to have the game ready. I don't know. I know that it was asked by many people, too many people, (laughs) and it never happened. That's so weird. I mean, bear in mind that a lot of the things that people hated about Galaxies, uh, the ch- the major change patch, that wasn't what, what, started. Galaxies? What does Galaxies have to do? Star Wars Galaxies. They did that too? Yeah. Oh, a lot of man. those changes were not um, asked for by SOE. And SOE went kicking and screaming to several of those. Mm. I know Are you saying that Sony there, killed so. Star Wars? No, I'm saying that SOE is probably better with a different overlord. <laughs> One who isn't going to, I don't know, meddle. I don't know. It's an investment firm. I don't. I wouldn't have a good feeling about that either. Um, let's see. Sony Online Entertainment. I don't know. Is... I, I mean, see, here's the thing is um, my experience with investment firms is like Index Holdings and Sammy Sega, both of who have left Atlas alone to do their crap. Sammy is not so good right now. No, but they're, <laughs> they're also, a bunch of Sega layoffs. Remember? Yes, but again, they're letting Atlas do their crap. Mm-hmm. Index Holding went bankrupt, mm. and they still let Atlas do their crap. Mm. So, anyways, who owns? Well, I guess Sammy owns Atlas now, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not good either. <laughs> Gosh. All right. No word on how this will affect EverQuest. Probably not going to affect it at all. So. They confirm they're going to continue working on EverQuest, H1Z1, and other projects that were already in progress. And, um, yeah. Daybreak Games. Daybreak Game Company. What a terrible name. All right. Um, Platinum Entertainment. Do we cover Bayonetta? No. Okay. Never mind. They made a 2D version of Bayonetta. I don't know why I felt like covering that. Um, it looks like a fun little Flash game or GBA game or something. Okay, for some reason, um, the guy who makes uh, Legend of Zelda games, A.G. Aonuma, was playing the, the dog racing game from Majora's Mask a lot. I don't. I, he was touring, giving a tour of the doggy racetrack video to fans, I guess. So you can watch him play that. There's videos of that online. Silicon Era is where I found it. We don't have it on our site for some reason. Um, and then he also showed off a video playing the mental training mini game in Majora's Mask 3D. So you can check that out as well. Anna, do you know about either of these mini games? Nope. No, you're my you're my Zelda expert. Come on. <laughs> no? no. Alice, do you? Alice is eating pasta. All right. <laughs> Wonder Boy and uh do we cover Monster Boy games? I thought we did. Some of them are RPGs. So I'm gonna say it. Wonder Boy successor Monster Boy and the Wizard of Booze. Yes, it's called Monster Boy and the Wizard of Booze. It's a successor to the Wonder Boy games. I think we may have covered some of those in the past. They've got a trailer up. I saw it on Silicon Era where they've got um, 
They've got footage of the game, which, by the way, was a Kickstarter game called Flying Hamster 2 that got canceled halfway through because they found a publisher. Well, the publisher did pick it up and turned it into a Monster Boy game. So they're going to play... So the, the hamster... <laughs> Flying Hamster game turned into a Monster Boy game. And you can see the song for the game being played by Banjo Man. Banjo Guy Ali. Sorry. Banjo Guy Ali, who must be some YouTube guy who likes to play the banjo. Anyway, you can see him playing... Um, all the parts of the music on the banjo uh, and screenshots of the game and stuff going on in the, in the background. So there you go. Monster Boy looks pretty nice and 2D and and bright and cheery and nobody cares. All right. Langrisser. That sounds like a game we've covered in the past, right? Oh, yeah. All right. I'm actually surprised we haven't really covered this yet. So there's a new game announced for the 3DS for Langrisser. That's all I know. It was talked about in Famitsu. It's been 15 years since the series got a title. Uh, so and people are really upset for some reason. You why? Know, this is a 3D. It's hard to tell because, again, it's it's sites like Silicon Era and Jamatsu reporting about the comments on stories, right? Oh, okay. So people are upset about this entry, but I'm still not 100% sure whether they're upset because it's a 3DS game or because it doesn't feel like a Languencer game. Well, it has steampunk elements now. Which apparently is new for the series. That is new. But I don't know why that matters. But all right. So if you're big in a Langrisser, then you can either be happy that the new game's coming for the 3DS or upset that they're, it's not the Langrisser you know and love. Speaking of characters you know and love, the Alicia DLC for Tales of Zestiria has, uh, is uh, playable without uh, beating the game. So that's all we're going to say about that. <laughs> Because to talk more. <laughs> We've gone over this yeah. before. There's a new game called Destroyer Trillion, which is a game where it has bosses with a trillion HP. And there's new game, uh, there's new info on their official website, which is compileheart.com slash trillion. Oh, goodness. It's a compileheart game. Yeah, it's a compileheart game. So excited. Yeah, this is, a, this is Japanese only right now. No, I don't have any word of the US uh, version or anything, but. Uh, yeah, 2015. It's a Vita game. So, Ooh. Yeah, I know, right? Ooh, Vita game. Yeah. Poor nice artwork. Wheels. Nice artwork. Looks like in that Disgaea style of artwork. Um, I don't know if it's the same artist or anything, but that's what it reminds me of. And there's a girl walking around with a donut in her mouth. That's always good. And let's see. So as... Okay, so... Uh, we really want to explain game mechanics, but all right. So the game's main antagonist has a trillion HP. So it sounds like um, he goes dormant every so often. When he's dormant, you use time to train up demon lords. Once he wakes up, the demon lords attack him. And both the demon lords and the enemies take action at the same time. It's a real-time system. Strategy grid-based system is a base with real-time characteristics. Okay, let me say that again. It is a... So you go at the same time, so it's a grid-based system, but it's also real-time, so whatever that means, and you'll have to take them out with frontline servants that will be closest to the party, and you'll need to... Oh, I'm sorry, let me read that again. Uh, so you will bring along your servants with you, and then you need to take all take out his uh he's sending waves of enemies at you basically you got to take him out and get closer to him do damage to him and let's see so that sounds interesting go read more about it trillion destroy your trillion 
and uh, we'll talk about it more if it ever comes out here or we get, we get word that it's coming out here. In the meantime, I have some news for you about uh, Theater Rhythm. Near Music is coming to Theater Rhythm. Wow. Yeah. One song from Near. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. It is the song Kane slash Salvation. Um, it'll be part of the February 4th update in Japan. I don't know when we'll get it here. Um, included in this is a song for Final Fantasy IX, a song from Chrono Trigger, Soccer Frontier 2, Senken Densetsu 3, and Legend whoa, whoa, of Mana. Whoa, 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 really? Yeah. Oh, hey. Um, I, I must admit, I haven't actually checked the um, the 3DS, uh, the Theater Rhythm Curtain DLC call? shop yeah. for like a month or something. Okay. Uh, when did they start putting in music from other games? Um, like a month or two ago. Oh Christ! <laughs> I need to go so and get my 3DS. Um, so this this update and Chrono Trigger and one of the Mana games. Yeah, this this update went live on February fourth. So, oh Jesus! I'm just gonna go get my 3DS. <laughs> okay, you go do that. <laughs> Hopefully, you have Yen in your account. <laughs> hey, remember I did say that it's really easy to get Yen into your Nintendo account. Okay, they're not like Sony. Nintendo will actually accept your foreign money. Oh, they will. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know so that. It, I said it, it. Basically, it's backwards in that uh, the PS3 and stuff like the Vita and the uh, and the um, PSP are not region locked, but you have to use um, like pre-bought cards in order mm-hmm. to get money onto your account. The 3DS is region locked, but Nintendo will happily accept your money. I really want to like, just establish um, a an address in Japan that we can receive mail at. That someone just read the mail to us remotely so that we can sign up for credit cards over there. I'm really annoyed. Hey, I mean, by at how least, that works. at the very least, point, very least, point cards are easy to buy. Yeah, but there's a fee, extra fee and stuff. So I'd rather just have a credit card. Anyways, I'm gonna grab my two dress. All right, bye. <laughs> uh, we got some news for Bravely Second, the sequel to Bravely Default. Um, two people confirmed as playable: Adia and Tiz. Wood. And uh, they have uh, some stream that happened. You can watch footage of it in on uh, Silicon Era if you'd like to. But uh, long story <laughs> short, they showed off Adia and the Patissier job, whatever that means. And apparently part of the way the game works is that you get to choose. Um, so you will, Adia will be settling disputes between people. And you get to choose like between the two folks one of them gives you their job and the other one you pursue the story involving them. So I, I don't know how that works. I assume that you kill one and you take their asterisks and then, you know, by having the other one still alive, it influences the direction the story goes or something like that. So you have lots of uh, choices and uh, probably a reason to play the game over and over again. Cause you know, they love doing that with bravely default. Yeah. Okay. Much more interesting to me this week. Um, you know, I like Bravely Second. I'm looking forward to it, but we don't have any news on when it's coming out here. Anna, the mm-hmm. game you've been waiting for that mm-hmm. combines Twitch Plays Pokemon, Hadofu Boyfriend, and, um, well, really just those two games, <laughs> into Twitch Plays, Twitch Dates Pokemon. Oh, boy. It's a visual nar- novel parody of Twitch Plays Pokemon. Uh, the first invo- installment is available for download on Reddit. Uh, it Sorry, ins- what, what was it? Sorry, what was it called? Twitch dates Pokemon. Twitch dates Pokemon. Yes, right. So this was like um, 
a gag that someone brought up on Reddit and a bunch, like six people got together and were like, this is a cool idea. Let's totally do it. Somebody put up some fan art and they turned it into a, a visual novel now. Um. Uh, you play as a lo- young espion with the nickname Burrito as she attends Twitch Academy. As you start your first week of the school, you'll meet your fellow classmates and roll and attend the first classes and enjoy your mom's homemade salsa on all your meals. There are seven dateable characters in this first part of Twitch Dates Pokemon, and you'll want to ensure you don't make any mistakes with them as the game's relationship system will carry over to the next installment of the game. If you want to keep track of it, you can uh, check out its subreddit, which is reddit.com slash r slash Twitch Dates Pokemon. So there you go. And like the character names are all like from Twitch Plays Pokemon. So if you remember like what they named the Pidgeot in the first season, then you'll see that's the name they use for the Pidgeot here or something like that. So there you go. Twitch dates Pokemon. Most... That does sound legitimately hilarious. Are you downloading it right now? No, no. I'm trying to update my 3DS because it looks like it's out of date. Oh, okay. Are you going to play this, Anna? Anna? I'm thinking about you it. You gotta play it and let me know how it goes. <laughs> oh, how... I can't remember which button to press to update my 3DS. <laughs> uh, it's in the settings. <laughs> oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, oh, just remembered. Yep. Uh, let's see. We covered that. We covered that. Where's Where's Twitch updates? Pokemon. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Ah, here we go. No, we are covering that too. Uh, there is a new Kairosoft game out. Just because we like talking about these on the show. Uh, hey. mentioned that a new Kairosoft game is out called... Uh, what is it called? Anime Studio Story. So you get to make your own anime. So think Game Dev Story, but making anime. And uh, That actually sounds legitimately hilarious. Is yeah. it on Android yet? It is on Android first. Four ninety nine right now on Google Play. Awesome. I don't know when it'll come out on iOS, but I'm sure it will eventually. Uh, they like to they like to put out a new game on each platform at the same time and then eventually cross port them. That's kind of their style. Mm. So let's see. Uh, then we have oh, we covered that already. Covered that already. Covered that already. Wrath of the Lamb, Binding of Isaac, Wrath of the Lamb. That uh, remade version of Binding of Isaac, which doesn't have as good of the music as the original did. So Chris is not as interested in playing it. Um, no, you really should play it, Chris. It is. I've played amazing. it some. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't enjoy being in the world as much with the lesser music. But I should. Uh, play fair it enough. I, I I don't know. I think the, I I think it's one of those cases where um you can play the new one, but just pipe in the old music. Uh, I should. Is find there a way, way to do that? I should find. A I don't mod. know. You, I don't oh, use goodness. an MP3 player. No, he's it was right. And... Just listen to something else. But still, I don't know. All right, I need to get into that more. That that's true. Um, I just don't have time anymore. I, I got to finish this guy three before Monster Hunter Four comes out. Come on, I got, I'm on a schedule here. But anyway, if you are going to play by an Isaac, uh, Wrath of the Lamb, <laughs> uh, it's called uh, Rebirth, Chris. Thank you. I'm getting confused anymore. Okay, hold on. Let me let me let me step back here because I've completely botched the story. If you're too busy playing Binding of Isaac Rebirth to be bothered with going back to your old copy of Binding of Isaac Wrath of the Lamb, then this story isn't for you. But if you still play Binding of Isaac Wrath of the Lamb, the older game, you'll be happy to know 
there's a new build being put together for it. Uh, Himsel reveals that the update con- contains a new hard mode that has elite versions of each of the bosses. And he's already reworked 10 of the game's bosses. In the video, uh, so they got a video of a new version of the Hollow and the Duke of Flies. And uh, it's going to be only available with the Wrath of the Lamb DLC on the original Binding of Isaac for PC. Whether it comes to Rebirth in some later form is unknown. And uh, Edmund McMillan is working on a big update for Rebirth right now with lots more content. So, um, Florian Himsel is apparently the programmer for the original Binding of Isaac. I don't know what's up with that. But I I don't know all the politics and who owns what and what makes that. So this is an update for the old game. So, I just want to let you know that there's still updates for the old games. All right? Does that make sense to you, Alice? Yeah, we're clear on that. All right, we're clear on that now? All right. And finally, if you are a budding game programmer, Chris looks at Alice, and want Which to I make am, yes. JRPGs, say what? what yes. Yeah. You want go to on. Yeah. And you've Do ever thought on. about it, you might be familiar with how difficult it can be to make JRPGs. Um, I can think of harder games to make, but yes. All right. <laughs> well, some dude's making a project to make it easier. It's called Yume RPG Toolkit. I don't know if you've heard of this before, Alice, but uh, apparently you can make your own game with Yume RPG Toolkit as you don't need any programming skills for it. It works oh. with the Acnex 3D engine and is basically a template over the top of it that simplifies everything. Um, I'm reading this off of Silicon Era. Uh, coding's done by clicking on event commands contained in a series of boxes, so you don't type in anything yourself. You just select and reorder. And, but if you want to, you can look at the raw code if you want. Um, you can create characters, skills, enemies, NPC shops, battle events, all through a database. You simply select what you want to create and enter all of its information into the boxes. And there you go. Oh, really? Oh. 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 We need a break. Oh. Let's uh, cut this off. And oh. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Yeah. The cat just, just got... projectile vomited. Oh. Oh. We'll be right back. <laughs> all right. Everybody, we're back. What were we talking about before my cat interrupted us by throwing up all over the set? Um, let's see. Uh, oh, Yume RPG Toolkit. So, do you want a visual RPG creation studio, Alice? Is that what you're looking for? Um, I, I bookmarked the page, so um, oh, really? I'll have a okay. check back uh, when they've done a release and actually see see what it's like. Oh, is it just it. coming? They haven't actually released yet? Okay. Um, it, apparently, they're still just finishing it off, basically, in right. order to get it. Sorry, ready yeah, for release. Fine. 
Um, I've also got the uh, the curtain call DLC that I have access to now. Oh, okay. It sounds like you um, just went behind a curtain. Huh? Your mic just went far away from you. Oh, that's not a curtain, Chris. That's my hair. Oh. It's going all over the place at the moment. Okay. Um, so some of the stuff that I've got in most of the first page is uh, other Final Fantasy tunes. Um, the Good King Muggle Mog theme from Final Fantasy XIV on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the f- first part, the final boss theme from Final Fantasy VIII. Also, the card game theme from Final Fantasy VIII is there as well. Well, it's important themes to have. <laughs> it's an important one. Uh, I think the next page is when they start introducing... So there's several ones from Romancing Saga. Um, let's just see what else. Oh, there's even a, there's a piece of music here from Last Order. Mm-hmm. The Final Fantasy VII... Uh, animation thing that they did. Uh, let's see what else. Balan Garden theme, beyond the some Advent Children stuff. Page. Oh, this is when they start bringing in stuff from other places. So there's several uh, Bravely Default uh, tracks, most of which I'm not familiar with because I still haven't played it. Oh, you should uh, get on that. The Chrono Trigger main theme. Um, Saga Frontier, Romancing Saga Minstrel Song, uh, Final Fantasy Type Zero, um, Sacrifice Part Three from Second Tensetsu Three, um, the Ultima Weapon theme from Final Fantasy Fourteen. There's even a Xenogears piece here. I don't know which one it is because I can't translate the kanji, but it's a battle theme from Xenogears. Nice. So still remember, they still remember that exists. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, the World Revolution is from Chrono Trigger. Um, it's the Lavos battle. Uh, there's Liberi Fatali, Final Fantasy VIII. Peoples. Um Swivel from Second Density Three. Um, uh-huh. And the really important one as a battle theme, Frog's theme from Chrono Trigger. Yes, that's that just came out this week. Yeah. There's a few more in there. Um, I am probably going to get a few of them because I really like the music. I'm, of course, quite interested to uh, try find out which Xenogears song that is. Cool. Maybe Thank you we'll for that. We'll talk about this again next week. <laughs> Will we? Yeah, because it'll be Analysis Now playing. Hmm. Let's see. Hold on. First of all, did you see the uh, World Ends With You stuff in there? No. Okay, well, uh, let's see if I can find uh, the translation for you. No, 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 okay. Um, I thought I would be able to find it on uh, Silicon Era, but apparently... Oh, here you go. A Xenogears track, even in North America. It is Soaring from Xenogears. I don't know what Soaring is. I think that's the main battle theme, actually. I think it's the main battle theme. It's been a long time since I've heard this, that soundtrack. Well, no, maybe worth, that may also be worth picking up, but I, I don't know. It, it, it's 150 yen per song, which is actually fairly decent. Yeah, what is that, like two bucks? Uh, Buck and like a half, that. two bucks, somewhere in there. I don't, the only thing I don't know is if they released any more downloadable characters. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, it doesn't look like it. With that, that brings us to the reviews section of the podcast. Let's uh, wrap up uh, extra features and reviews we got on the site for you this week. 
First off, I've got a retro view of uh, Ephemeral Fantasia by Mac- Mike Menke. Um, he doesn't like it. You can go read about why on the site right now. We got a review, a retro view of Science Girls. Um, Ephemeral Fantasia, let's see, what does that come from? PlayStation 2. Science Girls comes from... What? What, what system is that? PC. Uh, apparently it's older. Sam Wachter. You may know her formerly as Sam Marcello. There was a wedding. Yeah, Sam Wachter uh, doesn't like that either. Um, let's see. Criminal Girls. Invite only has an impression up. Uh, Alex Fuller wrote that one. You can see what he thinks of Criminal Girls or what he's played so far. Uh, here's a great quote for you. A large chunk of the game has so far provided a mildly pleasant surprise. I'm trying to figure out how to parse that. But uh, that's either very tepid praise or just a weird way of saying that something was surprising that he didn't expect. I don't know. Um, We've got an interview with Lisa, developer. Um, That is a... uh, Lisa is a grim, sticky look at a wasteland full of violent gangs. Um, The survivors are are off-kilter murderers, slimy perverts, and exceptionally cagey. Uh, Austin Jorgensen is the maestro is the creator of Lisa and there's an interview with him uh let's see who did the interview doesn't say who did the interview oh Zach Wellhouse Zach Wellhouse did the interview so you go read that right now and after that I've got a review for you from Scott Wachter uh for Far Cry 4 which apparently counts as an RPG now I should go play it um yeah we've had this conversation before I don't yeah, well, you're not... Despite the fact that you own the site... <laughs> my opinion doesn't count. No. It will never count. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I do. My opinion will never count, Anna. Huh? Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> this stinks. <laughs> Can't even get people to listen to me when I own the site. <laughs> oh, mention- you can, but considering that you really don't have a voice in editorial oversight, I think you're going to lose this one. Darn it! Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 2 has a review up uh, that just came out on the Vita. Michael Apps reviewed it and gave it a very middling result. You can go read why now on the site. And with that, I turn to our new release info for you for the week. First up, a store update uh, from midweek. So some of these deals may no longer be valid, but I don't see anything that indicates that they are. First off, Criminal Girls, of course, came out this past week. Sales and price cuts in North America. Arcania, The Complete Tale on 360s, 5 bucks. Child of Light on Wii U's, $11.24. Darksiders 1 and 2 are on sale on the 360. Darksiders 1 for 4 bucks. Darksiders 2 for 8 bucks. Over in Europe, some uh, new releases happened this past week. Alphadia Genesis came out on the Wii U. We mentioned it earlier. Criminal Girls, of course, out on the Vita there. Suikoden and Suikoden 2 came out for the PS1 in Europe. Those so... Are- I, t- I tweeted about this, but as of right now, Suikoden 1 and 2 in PAL are Vita compatible, but cannot be downloaded directly onto the Vita. You have to use a PS3 transfer to get it Is onto that the Vita. same case here or not? No, Suikoden 2 doesn't play on the Vita at all. Even here. if you transfer it here? At, as far as I have heard, if anyone else has had success getting Suikoden 2 on their Vita, please let me know. That's lame. Well, it's easy enough for us to play with it. I know how to do that stuff. All right. Uh, both are five euros or four pounds. Sales in Europe. Arcania, the complete tale on 360 for five euros. 
Darksiders 1 and 2 on 360. Darksiders 1 is five, uh, 4 euros. Darksiders 2 is 9.5 euros. Um, <laughs> and so I was just reading a disclaimer on the page about how Alex doesn't want to cover DLC content, which I don't blame him. <laughs> Other new release infos for the following for the month of February include Evolve coming out this week on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. That's the one where you one of you is the monster and almost tries to kill you. Super Stardust Ultra on PS4 comes out February 10th. Unmechanical Extended on PS4 and PS3. I don't know what that's about. Uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 2. You heard the review here on the site. Now you can go play it. Um, Decay the Mare, M-A-R-E, on PC. And The Escapist on Xbox One. Major- Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask is out on uh, February 13th. That's Friday, uh, along with the new 3DS XL. So you can go pick that up. In addition, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate is out on February. And for those of you who pre-ordered it, you're getting the Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate XL with the Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, like Chris. Except Chris doesn't know if it'll actually arrive on Friday or if it'll be Monday before he gets his system. So he's hoping Friday. But we'll see. Am I going to have mine on Friday? Are you what? Am I going to have mine on Friday? I just tried to upgrade your shipping. I don't know. Okay. Um, we'll see if that I, If works I don't, out. I don't. If you don't, you don't. I mean, knowing our luck, it'll show up during the podcast on Saturday. Yeah, that works. <laughs> That's close enough. Uh, and of course, the new 3DS XL is out. And then there's one other... Oh, did I close it? I'm an idiot. Let's see if we can get that back open. Do, 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 do. Uh, come on. Come on. No, no, you're not going to do it. Not going to do it. Okay. Uh, game releases. So I'm, I'm really needing help, folks. I need to find a good release calendar for video games that includes all the PC games as well and doesn't skip things. So I've been, this week, Tech Gaming didn't update, so I can't use them. They're who I usually use. Um, they don't catch everything either. Um, so I went over to uh, Game Informer. They've got an okay page, and we use that some, but um, it, uh, it it doesn't have everything. And so then I also have the Wikipedia page for 2015 video game releases, and it doesn't have everything. It's missing stuff like Super Stardust HD Ultra, which you'd think they'd have. <sighs> All right, here, here we go. Um, over here on the Wikipedia page, they also tell us that Ace Combat Assault Horizon Legacy Plus is coming out on 3DS and Nintendo New 3DS, whatever that means. <laughs> I guess it has some features for the new one. Um, Data Hacker Reboot comes out on PC. Um, the Escapist comes out on Xbox. And uh, also on the 14th, a game called Seduce Me comes out on Windows, Mac, and Linux whatever seduce me is but i think it's coming out on the 14th because you know valentine's day and seduce me that i don't yeah all right that's it so with that alice what will you be playing this week same as last week probably delivering more (laughs) missiles yeah delivering some torpedoes playing some elite dangerous so you know scorching messages onto people's holes using laser beams (laughs) um and I'll probably also uh, be rolling in Final Fantasy XIV as well. Um, at the moment, I'm mostly counting down uh, until um, the Homeworld remaster comes out at the end of this month. Ah, okay. So I will have a lot to talk about in a couple of weeks. I should join your torpedo delivery efforts. I wonder if you could use my drones in some way that would be useful. 
we do have a, a list of requirements. I will forward them to you once this podcast is over. <laughs> you will have to apply. Oh, it's one of those yeah, you situations. Actually, you actually do have to reply. Uh, you actually do have to. Apply. I mean, I'll check our because um, we have Can a. Can I just go do stuff with you, or do I have uh, to I mean, like go you to your guild? You know, like me. Yeah, um, your corporation. Our... Sorry. I got to find our requirements. All right. Well, you work on that. Um, Anna, what are you playing this week? Um, well, I really wanted to finish Verona before Majora's Mask came here, but I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do that. So. No, you won't. <laughs> I mean, the other option. Unless we is get it working on the Vita TV. We have to rebuy Ocarina of Time. We don't have to. I want to rebuy Ocarina of Time. Why? So that I can play it. Well, we both Majora's finished Mask. it, right? No, oh, I did not. Well, I did. It. Even Simon's making fun of you. Simon, you're a jerk. <laughs> um, I've got the oh, list here, Chris. Oh, <laughs> um, so your, requi- your yeah. requirements are. Um, Let's see if I can co- do this this week. A covert ops cloaking vessel. Don't have it. Okay. Um, so anything, so that's either covert ops, stealth bombers, recon ships, uh, strategic cruisers, the Astero, the Stratios, or black ops battleships. Um, basic navigation skill training, basic yeah. engineering skill training, yeah. customer service level five skill training. <laughs> I don't think I'm up to level five in customer service. What, what we call what astrometric. Well, you see, when we deliver torpedoes, yeah, it is always important to provide a, a receipt for your delivery. <laughs> what and, seriously? Uh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you haven't post- seen this, Anna? No. Yeah, I, I oh yeah, the, yeah. Uh-huh. I posted the example on Twitter a while back. Um, and it, it also just generally refers to being just you know professional and courteous in all of your interactions with other people. This is epic. Um, there is also what we call astrometrics level six, but what that means is astrometrics uh, four plus say astrometrics acquisition, pinpointing, and range finding too. Basically, any skill based scanning equivalent to thirty percent or higher in all bonuses. So any combination of skills uh, must provide own source of income, uh, character sheet, and skill queue API, which is uh, the API that I mentioned earlier. Yep. What you can do is generate an API that allows a recruiter. Yeah, no. To I have know. a look yeah, at your character's yeah, skill list yeah. and current skill queue. Corporation policies. Uh, we operate NPSI. What that stands for is not purple. Shoot it. <laughs> uh, wow, which is different is the to the other um, uh, policies that exist in Eve. There's the um, uh, N. Oh, NRDS, which is not red. Don't shoot. And then there's NBSI, which is not blue shoot it which refers to how people do um like alliances and all that kind of thing so it could be blue or purple or red yeah um blue is refers to allies uh red refers to anyone you've set to negative standings and purple is people in your own fleet gotcha so uh, a lot of null sec alliances will shoot anyone who is not blue so if or uh, that includes if you've got no color whatsoever. So blues, Ooh. blues are allies. Everybody else is a target. Um, there are right. a, a, the Providence region is one of the only exceptions in that um, they will uh, not target neutrals, um, but they will set people to red that they don't like, and they will get shot at. Um, so the other stuff we have things: no politics, no drama, um, unrelenting courtesy to customers. 
open to pilots of all background. We don't have any mandatory call to arms or fleet operations. RP is encouraged, not required. And we don't like bitter vets. What are bitter vets? Basically, long-time EVE players who, for some reason, still play the game but complain endlessly about doing so. Oh, okay. It's the people in WoW who are like, I played in vanilla and it was so much better. Oh, uh, okay. Bitter vets. <laughs> so, I don't understand how you guys have no drama if your guild is set up around blowing up people randomly and sending them notes. No, no, no. Uh, it's no inter-guild in drama. Oh, okay. So, yeah. you, if you and Alice had a little girl fight, they would be like, take it off of the game, please. <laughs> We'd have a big yeah. girl fight. Thank you very much. My bad. Thank you. I, right. You know, I just have this image now of you and Alice doing the little slappy fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, that's gonna be stuck to, if, in my head now if we come to uh if we come to if i if i come to visit you in wisconsin i'll, I'll have to do that yeah yes um uh anna i've linked you the thing i posted on twitter thank you it, it's pretty good man you know what the crazy thing is i think the next time that we're gonna see each other is when you get married oh probably um unfortunately that's still a way off Huh. That's a that's a really nice receipt. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> so customer service isn't an, isn't an actual skill, is it? No, it's not. It's just we referring just to writing it. those notes. Okay. Well, it be, well, I say no. Emailing or emailing is um, just one of those. It, it kind of a lot of people will like smack talk in local. Yeah, and we try and avoid that because it's it's not classy, you know. Right. We try to keep it like sort of, at the very least, uh, I don't know. Imagine a group of pirates, but imagine they're all wearing suits. Okay. We're like space lawyers with guns. <laughs> Accurate. Entertaining. Yeah, I say it's quite fun as well. <laughs> and we do get some. We do get some. Um, we do get some quite amusing responses. I mean, this well. is what we strive to do with our Pirates of the Caribbean guild, and it just didn't work out because we kept choosing bad people to be in the guild. Yeah, we, we, we've learned there are, there are people generally that, uh, you know, we, we can usually expect a somewhat, uh, well, I, I think most of the things that I could mention would already get bleeped out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, oh. even for, I mean, somewhere I've got a video it's quite an amusing video of what happened when I wasn't in the particular fleet, but uh, a, a group of Wingspan people basically stream sniped someone on Twitch. And uh, he certainly took it in his stride. Because mm -hmm. he was doing basically the same thing we were, delivering mm. torpedoes to people. It just so happens that he picked on a bait ship that we were using. Ah. So we ganked him live on stream. Good for you guys. Um, but it's now gotten to the point where there are a couple of people who, I mean, people complain about um, stream sniping, but what they do is basically they stream snipe them, then send them an email telling them how to improve their, what they, what EVE players call OPSEC, operation security. Mm -hmm. So how, like how to basically stream only parts of your screen so you're not revealing to everyone where you are and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, even with 
things like five minute delays on um because of how eve is a fairly slow game means that people can still use that intel even if it's five year, five minutes old to mm. track down fairly accurately where you are and what you're doing so a lot of uh smarter streamers will blank out um like the little thing in the top left that tells tells you where you are right and things like new chat channels or um, just generally obscure where where they are. It doesn't uh, what they stream is fine. You know they can stream whatever the hell they want. But there are people out there who will use whatever information they can get to blow you up on stream because it's funny. Uh huh. <laughs> so we at the very least we at the very least um, try and make it an educational experience. Nice. So, it, and it's about the only game I can think of where I'm like. Normally, I'd be kind of like, stream sniping kind of sucks, but considering how deep Eve's metagame is, it's sort of like, well, everybody else tells you to be really, really, really careful, and yet here you are broadcasting to an audience of like 250 people where you are, what you're doing, with no delay on it. You're just sort of asking someone to come along and deliver some torpedoes. <laughs> or indeed any other kind of, you know, high-quality munitions. <laughs> if only you could catch them. Oh, I mean, you can bait people quite easily. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my, my policy is if you see a uh, single Procurer mine, Tech 1 mining vessel in a wormhole in a field, then it's probably bait. Even if he's streaming, he's probably got three friends in, like, cloaky Proteuses at Optimal. And the second you uncloak, you are just going to get alpha off the field. Because, you know... Now, you had a good you, amount you... of jargon in that statement. That was pretty good. I like that. Okay, so... No, no, no. I don't want you to explain <laughs> it. With that, uh, Alice is going to go play more Eve. I'm going to wish I was playing Eve, but I don't have time for it. And then uh, Anna's going to, I don't know, harass me about spending more money in Farmville. Thanks, everybody, for joining no, us this week. we're going to a hockey game. Yeah, that Maybe too. even getting a diamond. Ooh, I don't think we're getting a diamond, Anna. We have a 1 in 500 chance. Yeah, great. Uh, with that, we're going to wrap up. We'll see you here next week for our Valentine's Day episode, of which we will be doing nothing special. Um, but I'm sure Anna will harass me about something or other. What? Uh, no, we hey, hey. We, 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 we actually have something very relevant to announce. We have scheduled the Game of the Year podcast. Yes, this Tuesday. Yes. So, so are we going to live stream it? No, I do not live okay. stream that podcast. So that will not be live stream, but expect it to be up um, probably before the next RPG cast. Mm -hmm. Probably. And if you have suggestions for topics, we're still taking those. So let us know. Yeah, I don't think we've gotten any. Mm, yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> topics, people. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to wrap. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. You can send in feedback to the show at podcast.rpgamer.com, theboard.rpgamer.com for the message boards, and, of course, 608-729-4098. Submit your segments to the show. Let us know what you'd like us to do better. And, of course, rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us a lot. Um, with that, um, thanks, everybody. Uh, please keep the suggestions for awards shows and ways to improve rpgamer.com coming. Um, site upgrade plans are in the works, and uh, we'll see where that goes this year. Hopefully exciting things for rpgamer to come in the year of 2015. With that, goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye now.